Hey, this is Matt. Uh, just wanted to say that we have split this episode into two pieces. Uh, in the first piece, we will talk about the setting of the game and sort of like the, the story and the missions that you go on and the audiovisual elements of it. Uh, and then in the second session, we'll cover more of the, the gameplay and sort of the, you know, wrap up our conclusions on it. We, we had a lot to say about the gameplay. Uh, so stay tuned for section one. Hope you enjoy. Uh, my name is James. My name is Matt. My name is Michael. I'm Austin. And, and we're, we're talking about games these days. Bloodlines, which is a first-slash-third-person uh, immersive sim-slash-RPG uh, developed by Troika Studios and published by Activision in 2004. Yeah. We're, uh, so it was built on Valve's source engine. Specifically a beta version of yeah. the source engine. Which is pretty cool. Uh, and source engine obviously went on to run things like Half-Life and Portal and Counter-Strike mm. and Team Fortress. Uh, so it has a bit of a, a storied history. Yeah. And th this game itself actually has a really kind of interesting development history too. Yeah. Um, basically they, they got the okay to use the beta version of the source engine, uh, but since it was a brand new programming engine, like they had to write a lot of the stuff themselves because like it wasn't even a finished version of the source engine. So like a lot of the stuff that I was reading was like AI scripting was really bad. So they had to write their own like AI scripting programs to work with it. Um, and essentially it was, it, it, it was just causing a lot of troubles using like a brand new Ending like that, and especially not even being like in-house, right? Like Valve or Steam people. Did it? Did it end up like? Did any of their changes end up making it into the eventual like? That I don't know. I didn't see anything on that. Um, basically, it seems like there was a lot of mismanagement of uh, time use. So uh, they had gotten the like the funding from Activ Activision to start working on the game and they kept on asking them for like benchmarks or giving them <laughs> timelines and they kept on not meeting them to the point where they basically had to like, Activision had to send over like an in-house like publisher <laughs> yeah, to go like, go to the office, make sure. And when he got there, it, he said things like parts of the game were like really well developed where like other parts of it looked like it and been completely not touched at all. <laughs> um, so essentially, um, they they had to like clean everything up, um, and then like they got a little bit of a reprieve in the form of um, Valve wouldn't let them release the game until Half Life Two came out because wow. they couldn't they couldn't publish a game like using the Source Engine before Half Life Two came out. That mm -hmm. was like part of their agreement, so they got a little bit of an extension there. When was that? 2004. Because, um, yeah, Half-Life 2 came out. A day next... before 
Really? This came out. Yeah. Really? One day. Yeah. Which is it's crazy to compare the two. I mean, yeah, right? <laughs> just to speak, just something that a, just whatever, game side or everything like that. Wow. Because it does not date, like, I love the game and how it plays, but it I would not put much. that in the same playpen as that play, too. Yeah. Well, and one of the things, like, the reason that they were first attracted to it specifically was, like, it's, uh, modeling abilities like facial modeling. Okay. Um, and and you can see like things that are gameplay elements of Half Life Two that sort of come come into the game that don't really make sense. So like there's like physics manipulation stuff and like yeah. all of the uh, like system menus are just like the default Half Life system like the yeah. load screen the um, yeah. setting screen a lot of that stuff. Right, um, like your inventory and stuff isn't, but like the, yeah. yeah, the system screens. Um, but essentially, uh, they they had to ask Activision for more time. Again, um, Activision gave them an advance so that they could finish um, Temple of Elemental Evil, which they were also developing at the time. Uh, basically an advance on the money that they would have gotten from Atari when it comes out. So they could focus on making this game. Wow. And they still weren't making like their their benchmarks. So they were like, okay, do whatever you can do in a month and like and we're done with this. So Which is really apparent near the end of the game. <laughs> I was gonna say that explains <laughs> <a little bit. laughs> Well no. I don't know if this is in the amount of conversation. The patches. Yeah. Okay, um, we can talk a little bit about that. Yeah. One well, of the... Wait, so, so one last thing for, for Troika, mm -hmm. the development studio. Uh, it's probably worth mentioning that the people that started it started out on the Fallout series. Mm -hmm. And once that wrapped up, Fallout 2, Fallout Tactics, all that stuff was out of the way. They moved on to develop the Elemental Evil mm -hmm. game, which Austin would actually probably really like. It's a turn-based tactics game that... I feel like Divinity Original Sin probably owes a certain amount of... Yeah, it's the only, uh, or one of the only uh, video game adaptations of 3.5 D&D. Uh, and actually people say, like, it's its biggest, like, pro is that it's an incredibly, maybe almost to its detriment, <laughs> faithful uh, recreation of that. Yeah, for what it's worth. Um, and then also the other game that they did uh, before that was Arcanum, which is a isometric... Uh, sort of Baldur's Gate style RPG. And then the game that they almost made, that they actually started to right. try to make a little uh, tech demo for right at the end of the life of the studio, was Fallout 3. Mm -hmm. They wanted to make that new Fallout game, and looking at the little tiny like tech demo that they released at the time, it looks like it's just more Vampire Masquerade. <laughs> like the graphics are about the same, the interface looks about the same. Well, what's interesting is it's not even like the canon not real Fallout 3. It's not Van Buren. Right. Which is what Inter I think Interplay was making or working on before uh, Bethesda got the rights for it. Yeah. So it's like a it's like a second secret it's Fallout like a 3. It's long shot for them. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe for the best that Bethesda got to do it. Uh -huh. <laughs> uh, so does that bring us to the, the setting? Well, does it or can I ask about patches? Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Patches. 
<laughs> okay, so here's one thing, is I played this game a long time ago, mm-hmm. and oh my god, it was really great, except for having to find the total cheat codes so I could no-clip and get out <laughs> yeah. of certain situations, and I'd have to have 20 different saves going, because who knows at what point in time the game would just freeze mm-hmm. and just kick the bucket. Uh, and eventually there came out some patch kit, and this was still years before now, uh, that made it mostly usable. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this, the newest patch uh, in what's our date of recording? Uh, August August 2020. <laughs> uh, so, like, as of this one, the newest patch, like, seemed to be pretty great. Um, yeah. It, it definitely opened up. So there was never backgrounds. There were, there seems to be a lot of story avenues that didn't exist in the first one. Mm. Just because, as you guys were saying... This is like chop chop, hurry up, get this done. Yeah. Uh-huh. So uh, it seems like you know some of the newer patches have opened those up, restored a lot of the cut content. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so that was really nice. That was a cool aspect of it. And I would definitely say if you tried to play this game five ten years ago, yeah, uh, I I forgive you for getting really frustrated because <laughs> you get to the best part and then everything would just be frozen and you couldn't proceed. Yeah. <laughs> I, I only, um, in, in this playthrough that we did for the show, I only ran into maybe one or two bugs, and that was times when I had quick save, like, in the middle of a... Conversation. A conversation or, like, an event happening. Oh. Um, so, like, if if there was a thing going on and I had, like, like you were on an elevator or something... I was going to say elevators were my issue, too. Huh. But the no clipping... The next area. Yeah, no probably. clipping gets it away. Yeah. Huh. I had a big issue with doors closing on me. Exactly. <laughs> and then, then I couldn't walk are, backwards yeah. out of the door frame. Like, the door would just, like, keep me stuck in there. Yeah. I'd have to reload. And, like, like guys that I punched up into a wall. Oh, yeah. Like, oh. a couple times with cops that I would, like, uppercut. All right, Bruja. That's that's the part of the game. We get it. You were the strong one. <laughs> there were some business issues. Yeah. Uh, or, like, uh, times when I would see, like, NPC models just kind of, like, flash oh, yeah. across the screen. <laughs> that was weird. Right. I always thought for a second, like, oh, maybe it's like a really fast guy. Yeah. Sort of like it's like Harry Potter but vampires. It's, it's yeah, it's like a World of Darkness is like an umbrella that covers a whole set of um, role playing systems. Um, and did you guys ever play the RPG? 
Like, no. table- so I did play the tabletop version yeah. of this. Um, and so one thing about that is, I don't know, it was kind of suited and geared towards LARPing or whatever, the live yeah. action mm-hmm. version of it. So a lot of your things you could just figure out by how skilled am I in this, and they can figure those ones out. <laughs> and I don't recall, I think it was maybe a D10 system. It might have been D20, but I think it was D10s. I know that there is a D20 version of it, but it's also, I mean, like, it's pretty old at this point, so it's gone through a lot of revisions. And, yeah, so, you know, it was the pips and the rules, but basically a lot of it was just, you're going to bat that there wasn't that much fate or randomization into it, Mm -hmm. which you can notice when you play the game as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's true. You are working with more, you, uh, instead of, like, doing dice rolls so much like the computer is just doing straight numbers and calculations. Yeah, you can spend your res- well, I guess this is more in a gameplay, which do, although do we have anything else to say about setting? Um, yes. Just that it, it is like it, it's set in, you know, what would be real world early 2000s America. Yeah. Um, specifically in California. Well, and it has a beautiful backstory. Like the whole game itself, like, you know, there because this was an RPG that was developed, you know, heavily, like there's all sorts of playbooks that were made for the different clans. Mm-hmm. There is all sorts of history that goes through about this. So it's really like they had a both breadth and depth of information and backstory and everything mm-hmm. to follow on. So I mean, like as far as it goes, as as a story game, it's pretty good just because it has that much background and yeah. that much things to draw on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even in a shallow dive, which is that game. Right. And honestly, I feel like they do a really good job of touching on a large amount of the world stuff, not just like Vampire the Masquerade stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I would also say too, like this is a sandbox game. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you guys feel about this. It's, yeah, it's very but surprisingly open world. Yeah. It, which I don't know. You guys might know more, but I can't really think of RPGs that were this sandboxy at this time. Um, maybe not. <clears throat> not or at least with this depth, with at least this depth of story, yeah. and they weren't yeah. just go get my glove. Right. Yeah. The, the reason I chose this game is because I recently finished playing Deus Ex Human Revolution, mm-hmm. which, you know, we'll start off with the early System Shock games, a lot of those immersive sim back in the day. Mm-hmm. I feel like those might be a pretty clear uh, precursor to what this game brings to the table as far as open world. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you're kind of like on a ship, but like the ship is open in certain sections right. that are only accessible if you go through the story. But you're kind of left to your own devices. I, well, and what's funny is because I've played this game three or four times, and I've tried to play with the different characters, and I've realized there's so many different stories that are happening concurrently in this game that you would never know if mm-hmm. you were just to play it a one time through. Yeah, yeah. right. Uh, should we should we talk real quick about like the like what the vampire world looks like? Like, without getting into specifics of the story. Well, yeah, I think that is an important one. Yeah. Is the whole level of, in like, so those who have played the original, ga- like, tabletop games, like, they transferred this over very well. Mm-hmm. Like, the whole Camarilla is this, you know, the masquerade, that whole level where, cool, yeah, there's vampires. The reason humans don't know about vampires is because the number one rule of being a vampire is, you know, you never so, uh, and amongst that, it's one of the ways that rather than your character just being a murder hobo and using their vampire 
power's gone crazy is every time you break the rules mm -hmm. and you get witness that the big vampire cancel, you know, is gonna start taking notice and make yeah. your life hell and or, you know, just destroy you. Yeah. Yeah. And that's in fact that's kind of how the game starts out, is your your sire breaks the masquerade rules by creating you. Mm -hmm. Uh, and there's, so besides the Camarilla, which is kind of like the, the ones that enforce the rules, they, they actually kind of paint them as being like newcomers a little bit, like they're sort of an upstart. Well, so, well, or at least in as, an, as an organization, the Camarilla is really old, but just in that area, yeah. um, I think they mention in the game that it's previously, um, an Anarch. Yeah. Uh, so right. With the yeah. Anarchs being... Yeah, the Anarchs are the upstart. The Anarchs are the ones who... That they're still following the rules of hey let's not get caught but they're also saying I don't need your permission to have yeah. kids I yeah. don't need your permission to do this whatever yeah it's every, like, every they're the rebels yeah. <laughs> whereas the Sabbat oh that's true which is like the evil antithesis and these are the ones that are right. you know playing around with the undead yeah uh, you know actively they're like oh whatever I'm just gonna morph and shape this person into an evil vile creature right they're the you know and and their deal is that they are they like self-hating vampires so, kind of that want no, to no they're, they're superior like a, like a rich, okay. Uh, okay. religious cult kind of deal vampire supremacists yeah <laughs> okay but yeah, I would I definitely agree culty. Because yeah. all of their clan all of the members of the Sabat clans are culty. Yes. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's too early to bring the clans. <laughs> we can talk we can talk real quick about the clans, because that's that is kind of getting into gameplay mechanics at that well, point. Well yeah, I mean before the gameplay, if it was kind of the history of the world. Like Yeah, sure. So like the different bloodlines, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That go back to we're saying Cain as the original vampire. Yeah. And from there, different groups of vampires developed sort of different specific right. abilities. So the Malkavians was the crazy, uh, that vampire ended up learning how to eat words and remove them from existence. Mm -hmm. But the curse of all of his followers is they're just batshit crazy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but in and, different ways. And, and how that craziness yes. manifests is different. But part of that is also they have the ability of, you know, aspects or sight beyond sight, mm -hmm. where, I don't know. Are you currently being crazy, or is there really a ghost over there? Because right. normal vampires can't see that, <laughs> and the Buccanians can't. Right. Also, we live in a world now where ghosts are real. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, yeah, ghosts are real. <laughs> so right. it's not as much of a stretch as it fits you. Whereas, and then they've got, like, the magical clans. The Tremere. Yeah. yeah. Um, they're, like, your typical sort of, like knowledge um blood mages history obsessed kind of like knowledge equals power right. um specifically they have access to uh, a discipline that functions more like attack magic than the other disciplines that the other vampire clans get yeah they 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 are actively doing shit that you shouldn't see that in public Whereas, you know, the Malkadians may, you know, influence others to be a little crazy. Other clans may be strong or fast, but they try not to. The Tremere are straight up like, I'm ripping blood out of a person yeah. from 30 feet away. <laughs> this is violation of all the rules of not getting caught. If yeah. you catch me on, you know, your YouTube or your cell phone, right. <laughs> uh, there's going to be problems. Yeah, um, the first level of the, uh, I guess this is gameplay. Um, but yeah, you do a lot of like blood, blood manipulation kind of stuff. Um, and yeah, what were you, what were you? I played as a gangrel who is like kind of a 
outsider who embraces a more animalistic side of being mm. a vampire, they tend to like crawl on all fours, which is kind of more werewolfy yeah. to me. But I don't know if that kind of well, the game was the game was turn into werewolf. They can turn into wolves. They have like big old claws. And, and, stuff. What's, yeah. and what's crazy, oh. like at least in the lore, is that the game girls are like. Pretty much like uh, werewolves hate vampires, but of all the vampires they kind of tolerate, it's the gay <laughs> right. girls. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the gay girls are the ones, you know, this is the whole mythos of, you know, a wolf or a bat or a rat transformations. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of what theirs is. Or just changing that shape to get, you know, the crazy claws mm-hmm. and things like that. They also have control over animals in the game. Mm. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of like summon like crows or beetles to attack people or distract mm-hmm. them, even. Mm-hmm. I haven't played Gingo. <laughs> I did the Bruja yeah. Bloodline clan, uh, which I don't remember what all the implications for Basically that. a frat boy with yeah, like, super vampire yeah. frat boy skills. Like, they're really good at brawling, that's kind of their main thing. Also, they have a, like a like an intimidation aura well, that have, messes with everyone around them. They have presence, yeah. yeah, which is kind of like, uh, <laughs> you know, that... Uh, Whatever you're pretty to look at, or you've got an intimidating figure. Right, right. Like or that, kind of like that vampire version. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Vamp- vampire version of Broman. Yeah. <laughs> ah, so there are there are a couple of other clans. <clears throat> yeah. So Nosferatu mm-hmm. is one of the ones, and the Nosferatu are hideous. These yeah. are you know the classic Nosferatu from you know the movie, mm-hmm. thus titled. Um, yeah, I don't want to get in gameplay too much on them, but they have the ability to go invisible, mm-hmm. which some of the other classes do. They have the ability to see the unseen, which some of the other classes do. Um, but their thing is, is they're so hideous, they're not allowed in public, and to even right. be in public breaks the masquerade. Mm-hmm. So if they go in public and they get seen, the Vampire Council comes to hunt them down. Yeah. Did anybody actually break the masquerade and lose the game to see what happens? Oh no, no. I have not either. <laughs> I, should. Um, I I I a long time ago when I played, I tried because I tried playing an Osferatu. I just let it random generate and yeah. it gave me an Osferatu, and I didn't know I was supposed to be headed. Oh, no. <laughs> and yeah, it happened really quick, but I didn't know why. Yeah. <laughs> I was just walking around town, <laughs> like, oh what? <laughs> so I just killed everyone who saw me, but then other people saw me killing, and yeah, no, it wasn't. Good. <laughs> it does really quickly turn into that like Grand Theft Auto situation. Yeah, you know, like, I killed that guy, but then I gotta kill that. But now but, the cops are after me. <laughs> but I think we should talk about that when we talk about gameplay because okay. that is all about your clan. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, uh, there's also I said there's one more clan weakness. The ven- venture? Uh, venture? The venture, venture, which are the businessmen, the buff yeah. businessmen. Right. Are they buff? <laughs> oh, yeah. They, they, <laughs> uh, yeah, so the, the venture are, they've got fortitude and potence, so they're just as strong as the boot bruja. Uh-huh. They can just soak up sun damage or whatever damage, like they take all the damage. And they, I don't remember if they have presence or celerity. They have a dominate. Yeah, oh, Dominic, that's it, that's it. So, yeah, they've yeah, got the whole vampiric like gaze. Yeah, Jedi mind yeah. trick, kind of like. Whereas, I think the only other mind control, like, thing in that game is the Malkavians, yeah, which is very sense. different. Um, well, there's there's presence, but, okay, well, and then, I guess and then we're on the, to... the Toreador, which are, like, the kind of, like, artistic... Which they also have, sexy ones. They also have presence. <laughs> yeah. so Toreador, but oh, Toreador was the third, the last one, mm-hmm. yeah. 
they have what celerity presence and os os yeah and and so their like unique thing is they they're basically the sparkly vampires from fucking <laughs> uh, whatever that goddamn they, show is uh, they yeah. take double uh, humanity effects when their humanity um, goes up or down so they are if you're high humanity you're less much less risk of frenzy and then if you're low you're much greater risk Facial animations are like some of the best I've ever seen. They're, yeah, they're surprisingly good yeah. for the era. For, for, and especially for what everything else is. You're like, yeah. holy wow, like this <laughs> is really good. Yeah. Um, and again, like that is specifically what they wanted the source engine for is that facial articulation. So. Mm -hmm. There are AAA games that I've played now where it's just like, they're yes. completely stone statues yeah, yeah. and their mouth is just flapping. <laughs> These people are like, their eyes shift all around, they have eyebrows, they like grin and this frown. This look pretty hot. I'm like, yeah, I can see you. Yeah. And at first I thought it was just from the patches. Mm -hmm. no, no, it's like, it's the base game. Yeah. It looks that good. It's yeah. for animations. Yeah. Which is weird though, because like to put it in comparison, like, I don't know, the hands when they go to the door could be all over oh, yeah. the place. Yeah. Um, and like, yeah, some of the body movement and stuff like that. But yeah, the faces were spot on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's way old. Well, and like the, uh, I don't know if you guys really paid attention to the clothes physics at all, especially on your, your yeah. character. Did you ever mm -hmm. get like high enough armor levels to see your like, the capes capes go flying all over uh -huh. the place or hair yeah, yeah. just like Phew. yeah that's not so great <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's definitely some glitchy like physics stuff uh -huh. and I, like this isn't the prettiest game in the world no like, it's not that pretty it's, it's not trying to be photorealistic there's a lot of times where like I can't wait for the disturbed. second one though I cannot yeah, wait yeah, it's yeah, supposed yeah, to come yeah, out this yeah. year yeah do we know anything about who's developing it or like when uh it's uh Gosh, I looked at this earlier. I don't think there's an actual release date. Uh, Paradox oh, okay. is no. doing it. And they got the original uh, sound guy. Yeah, the composer. Oh, composer, yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm actually speaking of on that level, too. Like, I, even though it was semi-repetitive music, you know, I don't expect more from that age, it wasn't offensive. I was like, no, okay. it's, it's okay. No, I, I think the, the, the composer music is actually yeah, pretty good like, in this game. Yeah. 
the licensed music is shit. <laughs> is it's it? real bad. Is it, or is it part like of the Every charm? time I had right. to go back to the Anarchs bar and hear, like... <laughs> no, it's great. I am tying the horror of disease or whatever. Yes. Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> It does kind of date it. It's it's very set in that like yeah yeah but the asylum bar that music is you know right without age. <laughs> I guarantee you, I could find a <laughs> golf bar now. Uh-huh. Find people dancing the same uh-huh. to the same music. Yeah, it's got that like early two thousands industrial like techno goth kind yeah, of yeah uh, yeah aesthetic. A lot of the score reminds me a lot of like early. Or maybe late trip hop stuff, yeah. like uh, sneaker pimps, mm-hmm. or like oh, kind of garbage, yeah. like garbage band. I can uh, say, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I love Shirley Manson. I know what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> it also, uh, it since it is a little bit more, um, except for obviously the battle music is a little higher in energy, mm-hmm. but uh, it has a sort of like a a background kind of like noir. Yeah. Fine to it, which is actually something that kind of pervades the whole uh, game in a way. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a really good point. I would say like the game is very good at setting a mood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it, it feels really brooding. Yeah, like, there's always something going on. You can't really like you don't really need to relax. Yeah, yeah. especially Spokane. Yeah, because <laughs> Spokane has all of that plus weird random <laughs> psychotic whispers in the background. Yeah. Right. Um, um, so. Do you guys get the baby cry? <laughs> okay, so there's a baby cry that's just hyper realistic. <laughs> and like the first couple times I heard, what the frack is that? And like when my roommate came down, he heard it too. He's like, where is that? <laughs> and it's associated for the game, really. It's, you know, because the Malkavian, I didn't know if it was just Malkavians or whatever. Hmm. But you'll just hear this baby cry. And like, so when I first hear it, it was like in this dark alley. So I'm wondering like if it was a prompt or a cue to like <laughs> oh, hmm. go and find what it was. But it happens everywhere. <laughs> That's weird. But because it's just on this random giant <laughs> spot. Really cool. uh-huh. <laughs> um, also, the voice acting is pretty good. Yeah. Well, it's surprisingly extensive, again, for yeah. sort of like it being an earlier game, an yeah. open world game with a lot of dialogue. Are there any famous voices on that? Uh, yes. John DiMaggio. Yes. Is okay. Smiling Jack. Uh-huh. Uh, that's uh, Bender, uh, Jake oh. the Dog. Okay. Oh, okay. Et cetera. Oh. Um, I didn't recognize Oh, that makes sense. Okay, yes. Stuff. I can totally hear that. Yeah, yeah I, I did it. I think that's how you said Bender. Jake I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I didn't recognize anyone else's voice. Gray Delisle is the voice of Therese and Jeanette. Mm-hmm. She's the voice of Azula. Oh, really? From oh. Avatar? Uh, Avatar. Okay. Oh. And Frankie from Foster's Home. Oh, interesting. And then um, Fat Larry, the, <laughs> the vendor, yeah, is, love that guy. is Phil Lamar. Oh, Who okay. is like... He's he's Sam he's Samurai Jack. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. He is uh, Hermes from Futurama. Yeah. Okay. And he's Static Shock. That's wow. So cool. <laughs> That's a stellar cast. Wow. Yeah, totally. I'm, 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 I'm more impressed by Phil Mars like <laughs> breadth though because I know in a couple of them I always recognize his voice, but mm-hmm. I don't know I ever would have pinned him as Hermes. Mm-hmm. Huh. The guy who does Fry on Futurama does like ten characters on that show. It's ridiculous. <laughs> huh. <laughs> um, but I can't think of like even like I can't think of any bad 
I mean, like, really bad no, no. voice acting. Like, everything is either, like, serviceable or better. Um, it's also kind of surprising the amount of just background fluff filler characters that mm-hmm. actually have something to say. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, not that it's all just, like, it's a beautiful day, I eat chicken. <laughs> it's a beautiful day, I eat chicken, you know? like Yeah. Yeah, I think the, uh, the audio is actually kind of a... I didn't expect it to be such a high point for mm-hmm. this game. Yeah. Well, that and also, like, you know, just the whole background radio and TV, mm-hmm. whereas a lot of games around this time, it would have just been, you know, maybe a little mini sequence of a news channel opening right. credit uh-huh. or something like this. Like, in this one, like, they're always talking about it. And, like, the news channels and the newspapers and the radio are keeping up to date with what's yeah. happening in the story. Yeah. That's yeah. Really cool. And, the, like, I mean, you can hear it repeat after a while, but the, um, the radio Colin show. Like, oh, I love her. She's like, like she's like a dark Daria. <laughs> like different like callers. So if you're not like sitting there listening, yeah, to yeah, it, it's probably... basically enough that you could thoroughly investigate a room Ooh. and leave the room before the loop finishes. Yeah. yeah. Do you have any favorite tracks by Rick Schaffer? Schaefer? Schaefer. Schaefer? World Spirit Map. I couldn't tell you when exactly that plays in the game, but it's the song that reminds me a lot of like Sneaker Pimps era okay. and Garbage and that Portis Head right. era. Yeah. I mean, it's hard for me. I The one that just repeats in my head is that Massive Attack instrumental <laughs> one that's in like the, uh, yeah, the menu screen. Uh, I, don't, I don't remember any of the incidental music as well as I do that. Just yes. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I... I only remember a silence club music, but I know every club <laughs> had different music. Yeah. 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 Each club has a different music. Uh, the the bar where the Anarchs hang out has a song. The different cities have different backgrounds. Yes, they do. Little things. Yeah. Yeah. Can we talk about how good the ambient noise is? Yeah. Throughout the game, mm-hmm. anybody else notice that? Yeah, oh, yeah, that's, I agree. Like, like you're walking around the city and it's like constant coughing yeah, and like right. sneezing mm-hmm. and footsteps. If and you're walking down a noises. car noises, you can hear like... Despite the fact that there's no cars. Yeah. No, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> there's one car. There's one taxi <laughs> car. <laughs> you can hear like muffled conversations mm-hmm. when walking down a hallway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's like, there's party noise. Uh... If you're in an elevator in the club, in the asylum, as you go up, the music fades yeah, down. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah, yeah that's a lot of attention to that detail. I wonder if some of that is source engine stuff, because I know that's another thing about Half-Life, like environmental audio. Oh, yeah. Sort of the step forward of being able to, like, proximity to sound emitters mm. so that you can have that sort of, like, zones of sound that you come yeah. in and out of. and that's cool. I mean, I haven't thought about that, but yeah, that does make a lot of sense for why it is so immersive. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. why you can just like sit back, yeah, and like it's really gonna put you in that mood. Yeah, because right, yeah. it has that, that background, like, yeah. 
Not to mention the whole haunted house mission. Dude, the yeah. haunted house one is that one is just yeah. fucked up. Like, <laughs> really good, yeah. Like all the the grandfather clocks and like the footsteps uh-huh. and the ghosts that like appear or just run by. Yeah. Right. It's stuff it's that solid. Flies at you, the stuff that catches on fire randomly. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Which you know, I will say that was. Um, did you? Tremere has aspects, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, Can you see stuff? So, if you have aspects, oh, you can see kind of sparkles and glitters oh. of where things are going to happen yeah. from afar, uh, which kind of takes away from the ghost house yeah. a little oh. bit. Because <laughs> if the ghost house, like, I, I guess I've gone through without it, you know, and you're like, where the fuck is that stuff right there? Like, right. next thing you know, like, God, I just got hit in the with a cold. But the aspects, you know, like, uh, you'll see the glitter from where it might be coming from. Yeah. Uh-huh. There's just a lot of like attention to detail. Like yeah. sewer grates have like steam that rise from them. Mm-hmm. Like it, these things don't have to be in the game. Yeah. Right? But they took the time to put them in. Yeah. Or like if you I I slaughtered like this entire uh, dance hall <laughs> in, order, in order to talk to this guy upstairs. In Chinatown. Yeah, right? I know what you're talking about. And so about. like as this is happening, the DJ in the <laughs> corner the DJ in the corner just like keeps playing yeah. and dancing during this ball happening. Yeah, uh-huh. I was like, oh this is sweet. <laughs> I wonder if that's uh that's kind of a there's an option where you can kill the DJ, and there's an option where you can like handle like the bouncer. <laughs> you didn't have to kill them all. No, I, I wonder if that's a kind of a side effect of that lopsided development. You know, a lot of attention to like more finer detail, yeah, things, and then you have stuff like rampant game breaking bugs. Right. You know? <laughs> right, and I mean like how like that's why I'm really stoked for the new one that's coming out because mm-hmm. they've been talking about working on this one. For years. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's there's absolutely no excuse for it to be. Yeah, and I mean, like, because I mean, like, just considering, like, just, like, even after the patch where they opened up a lot of the storylines mm-hmm. of this original one, like, yeah, like, how those could have been played out, you know, like, because yeah. I feel that this was a story, feel that the, and I know nothing about this, but this is just my feeling, I feel that, like, the engineers, creators, whatever, producers of this game were all about telling the story and having the immersive environment. Yeah. And the programming came second. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I imagine that has to be the case because it definitely feels that way. Yeah. And I think it'll be great to have somewhere like, cool, well, <laughs> here's an entire built platform situation. Right. You guys could put the paint on it. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll yeah. send it out. Yeah. Isn't that the entire logo of the Troika uh, yeah. game studios? Uh, it's like, there's the writing, art, uh, gameplay or something. I think they, like development or something yeah. is at the very end. Yeah. <laughs> like they write it first uh-huh. <laughs> and then build on top of it. Oh, I guess mm-hmm. that makes sense. <laughs> um, would you listen to the music without the game? I probably will a little bit, actually. Like, we were just listening to it, like, before while we were sort of getting together and sitting down. And, you know, there's nothing there that makes me want to turn it off. It's right. like, kind of nice, like, fun. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was nice finding mood ambience. Like, yeah. it was like, oh, God, stop it. Right. Like, I mean, it, I'd say there's millions of DVDs opening credits that I'd <laughs> burn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and destroy, whereas, uh, like, cool. How long is that loop? Uh, the, uh, the, the menu. Yeah. 
three minutes, four minutes, probably. Maybe even less. Yeah. I don't know. But but you can well, see. Okay, but that's the thing is the fact that if you <laughs> think that it's three minutes and. I'm thinking it's at least a minute and a half, three minutes. Yeah. Sure. Uh, like, it's made in such a way that it's seamless enough and mm-hmm. goes through that it's yeah. not just... Did we did we pull up, like, other stuff that uh, Sha- Schaefer... Jackson I didn't stuff? actually look at anything else that he... I done. did, and then I forgot. Oh, no. Skip the story for the gameplay. Skip the gameplay for the story. Neither both. Oh, I definitely would skip the gameplay for the story. Agreed. Like, it's all about the story. Like... Yeah, the world that this takes place in is much more interesting about, like, the, the moment-to-moment beating guys up. Yeah. <laughs> um, were there any battles that you found way too easy or way too hard? Yes. Most of them seem too easy to me. Pretty and hot. given I didn't get as far into the game either as you uh, said, so. Um, the, the Chinese, the Chinese the charging Chinese... at the end was pretty yeah, difficult. Fuck. <laughs> that, was, that was rough. Uh, fortunately, I came loaded with blood packs. Hmm. And try not to use them. Yeah. I was, yeah, I was feeding on guys all the way down <laughs> until I couldn't. Yeah, that one was pretty tricky for me too. Um, I'm trying to think of. Uh, there was there was one I don't remember where it is, but it's like there's a tower and you're at the top of the tower and eventually they chase you up and come out the doors. Mm, there's there's a fight and it starts to break out. The thing is, is you can sneak past it, mm-hmm. obfuscated. And it's okay, and it's not that hard to handle. Oh, it's the twins. Remember the twin battle? Oh, the, the Chinese mercenaries? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That was not easy. That was so crazy. That uh, one wasn't too hard for me either. Uh, well, Tremere, <laughs> Tremere makes it super easy. Uh, I don't know. I, I haven't played Game Girl. I just did Fortitude with a Fire Axe. As playing not, <laughs> as playing, as playing not a combat clan. Yeah. That one was pretty hard yeah. until like I discovered like that I could just go invisible, sneak past everyone, <laughs> and then just appear long enough for one to see me to mm. kite them out. Yes, <laughs> that's interesting. Hard. It does kind of bum me out. You don't get any experience from combat, right? Unless it's like a boss, right? That is one way that it is particularly uh, unique is it doesn't have a like a set numerical leveling system. So you just get experience points right. and you spend those points to buy abilities. Um, and then you're right, Michael, it doesn't uh, incentivize combat at all. So the only way that you're getting experience is by advancing and completing quest lines. And, and it's funny, too, is because, I mean, I've been referring to it as chapter one, two, three, four, whatever. But you can jump out of chapter one pretty early on and yeah. finish a whole bunch of chapters two and three. Yeah. And you could just even not go back to chapter one, or you can go back to chapter right. one and do some things. Right. You can definitely do, like, if you're having trouble with one, you can leave it and do something else and uh-huh. go back to it. Yeah. Except for the ghost house. Can you leave the ghost house? No. 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 There are a couple of <laughs> ones where it will shut you in, but most of the time... As long as you're not actively going through the quest, you can always come back and pick it up later. Mm-hmm. So Gargoyle was... Uh, did you fight him or did you no, befriend him? I befriended him. I didn't get that mission. The uh, fight's brutal. The fight's yeah. brutal. Because huh. it has a, a, a high weapon resist, right? Yeah. Yes, it's got a huge weapon resist. And I actually fought it as Tremere when I played it through that mm-hmm. time. And it's like impervious to magic or something mm-hmm. like that. Like, yeah, so like, 
And the only re- the only way you really get that far to get that close is I think you have to be Tremere. Mm, okay, that could be. Yeah, because you specifically, uh, it's a gargoyle that's in the Chinese theater um, that you have to convince that you um, are against the Camarilla and you want it to help um, uh, Isaac, the Baron of uh, Hollywood, Mm -hmm. um, because he's an anarch and also against the Camarilla. There's like a little side piece that you can do with the... um, Tremere Crimson, um, where you go and it's actually like his gargoyle. He made it. The mm. guy who looks like Morpheus. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh my god. Just like <laughs> just so just that was that was one of the things. Which was first? Uh, uh, Matrix is ninety nine. Gotta be first. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because I remember <laughs> just like seeing that with the first time we played. I'm like. Really? Like, yeah, like, I expected it to be like you take the blue pill or the but like <laughs> he's even got like the like the overstuffed armchairs. Yeah, and, like he's wearing a trench coat and everything. Yeah. Like <laughs> wearing sunglasses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I loved like how his haven is like this maze. Yeah. But only if you realize that's happening. Yeah. Because I went like the same path three times. And I thought I was fucking up. <laughs> so like, no, trying to leave, like, re- uh, like teleports you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I so, didn't notice that. So <laughs> I, I don't remember. I whatever my logic was to figure out how I wanted to walk through. I'm like, oh, that was right. Okay, then I'm gonna go this way, this way, this way. Which ended up being the correct way. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I'm like, this is how I use. I'm like, oh, I got lost somewhere. Whatever. And I did the correct pattern, but I like had somehow managed just to stumble on the correct pattern. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> The first time, like, oh, okay, this is all great. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny that it even affects you, like, on your way out of his office. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you can accidentally just keep coming back to it. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, you know what? I think it is. And Shamir, maybe you know, sort of, I think it's because of high enough aspects. Oh. There might be a clue. Oh, that could be. Well, because there's, I mean, for me, there's a little effect when it teleports you. Yeah. yeah. It's like kind of a slight... Yeah, yeah, which like with the aspect, yeah, with the aspects, I mean, if you have high enough aspects, that even like there's glitter sparkles that lead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. But um, there's definitely a way that you can teleport. Yeah, there's yeah. a little cue. As far as uh, difficult battles go, can we talk about the sewers? Yeah. Sure. With Bertram, with the the hidden invisible guy. No, the. Like hour long slog uh, through the Warrens. The, yeah, the when you're trying to get to the um, Nosferatu. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, that's he's so he's back in the first city. If you, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's because you go to the second city. They Connor, tell you to go back. Yeah. Yeah, or yeah, I'm pretty sure he's back in the first city. That's the last part where they send you back to the first city. No, we're talking about two different things. Uh, you're think you're thinking of Bertram, who's uh, Jeanette's person. The invisible guy, the invisible guy in the bottom that you have to battle. That's Carl or whatever his name is. Yeah, something. <laughs> whatever. Uh, the and then is. there's the other guy in the mausoleum. Yeah, that's that's what. Yeah, that's. What he wears doing. like a tuxedo or like a suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah that guy. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, the slog yeah. to get down to the, him. The first time going through the sewers to get to him. Uh, I did not have the patch installed, so I had no option of, like, opening the hatch to just, you know, skip uh-huh. all of that. Uh-huh. That was brutal to get through. <laughs> you know what's funny is uh, I did I completely missed miss that. Um, so, I don't know if... Yeah. Maybe, I went to his party. Uh, I don't know if maybe you can only do this if you have a patch, 
but instead of continuing through the sewers, yeah. you can kind of branch off and go back up. I and found I, that. Okay, so I thought that's what you were just supposed to do. So, so you, I no. went through and then left, and I was like, what? No. So you can go to the house party. You can right. go to the mansion. With the Italians? Yeah. Okay, I did that too. If you go downstairs, if you follow enough into the rooms you're not supposed to go into, yeah, like not cheating or anything like that, just fucking follow around in there, then eventually you can get descend down into that same area. The only reason I know it's connected is because after I finished it, I came out the back side and popped up in the mausoleum, and I was like, oh, I should have gone that way. Yeah, <laughs> but I think you can only get through it to the mon- or get through the mausoleum if you come out that way. I think it's locked unless you exit that way. Oh, like it's it's for getting it's like a shortcut. It's like a shortcut out. for getting back in. Uh, oh well, right. What about <laughs> what about once you get all the way down to where the Nosferatu are? You done the quick exit that comes out in the graveyard. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. you didn't. How did you get down in there? Through the, man- through the mansion. Or did you just never go all the way to the end? I just the first time I went through, I never went through all the way to the end. I just like went down. There's the um, the room where there's like the behind the bookshelf. You have to make a distraction somewhere, uh, which is one of the weird parts of that game, because you don't normally do that anywhere else. There's the whole maze corridor thing where there's like two or three fake walls or doors that you can go through. Well, I didn't do that. <laughs> no, I, I did the slog through the sewers where like you have to like turn switches on and off yeah. and like make water flow and fans turn on oh. and then like have to fight through like these waves and waves of like ridiculously strong enemies. Yeah. Yeah. So was that Nasrata or was that Giovasi or whatever? Giovanni or later. Yeah, okay. Because yeah. I found I went to that mansion later. Yeah. And I found the hidden bookshelf. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Whatever. It's been a while at this point. But anyway, yeah, that that's a particularly infamous part of the game. Um, and I think I ended up just getting fed up with the last puzzle where you have to... I'm not even actually sure what you're supposed to do. Uh, keep going down. Turn, turn, you have to do a thing where you, like, open a hatch but turn off the water pressure. Yes. And then, like, flip it so the other pipe is full. Oh, yes. oh, that one. Yeah. I just ended up no Dude, that off. one was super ridiculous. <laughs> I because, was just like, I'm done with Because this. you could <laughs> do and interact with all of the things, and they would let you interact with them again. Yeah. Yes. So you never knew when something was actually on. Yes. You would have to go all the way over level. to the thing and look at yeah. it. And, then come and because it's the series, and all the series look the same yeah. you go by and it looks like because it looks like you're staring at the grate and the grate's still closed but that grate is actually open and it's just a grate that's further down yeah. that you can walk up to to get wow. to that has a door that's now unlocked that you have to and swimming physics yeah. yeah and waves of enemies and <laughs> corridors that oh, this all swimming, look identical the swimming the swimming and climbing physics of that game even with the oh, patches is still <laughs> just <laughs> Other games have done it better. <laughs> <laughs>
Um, do you want to talk about the story in a holistic fashion? The story of the game, um, or... Sure. Okay. Are we at that point? I, I feel like we are, right? It's... Okay, you're typically the, the lore master. Yeah, yeah give us the, the rundown on... Um, okay. Broad strokes. Um, so the game opens with your character, male or female, uh, being embraced. Yes. Um, <laughs> by your, your sire... Uh, you find out, along with that, you're taken to court um, with the prince, his sheriff, and all of the sort of important NPCs. Uh, uh, you find out that it's against Camarilla law to uh, embrace another person without okaying it with the prince first. Um, your sire gets executed. You're about to get executed when one of the Vampires sort of speaks up in your defense. Uh, that's Nines Rodriguez, Nines. Uh, who is the sort of head of the uh, local Anarch chapter. Even though he'll tell you that no one's in charge of Well, right, because anarchy. Right. Um, <laughs> um, and sort of to preserve um, kind of shaky relationships between... Uh, the the Camarilla and the Anarchs, uh, the prince allows you to live, also with the idea of sort of making you into a puppet that he can manipulate. Um, you start out in Santa Monica, uh, helping a ghoul, um, Mer- Mercurio, mm-hmm. yeah, um, who's essentially trying to blow up this warehouse um, that the Sabbat are using to smuggle weapons through. I think is or something. What's going on there? Um, and then, so you, you you kind of you have to go through a sequence of like helping people who give you a piece of a thing so you can help another person. So you uh, you do a couple missions for uh, Baron, which is what the like local leader of a city is called. Therese. Um, um, who runs a nightclub and her twin sister. Um, you end up doing some stuff for um, some uh, thin blood vampires, which are like, it's like a special uh, vampire disease, essentially. Do you actually have to do anything for them? Um, I think they're bypassable. You, think you, you, might, you might be able to not do anything. What is the definition of a thin blood? I was kind of hazy on A thin blood... Go ahead. Uh, a thin blood is ones who don't have claims, so they have no discernible vampire powers, really. Like, maybe at best they'll get a blood buff. Um, but they don't have, like, any disciplines. Yeah. They're basically just kind of weak. Um, they can't go in the sun, but they can survive on rats, I don't know. Yeah. Um, specifically, they're thought to be sort of linked to the end of the world coming. But the idea is that, like, after oh, Gehenna? Yeah. You're going to mention some Gehenna here. Uh, <laughs> All right, after, this is deep lore. After right. a certain... I mean, it's a, it's a part of the game. Uh, after a certain point, the bloodline becomes so diluted that, like, the powers diminish each time. Uh, that's why, like, really old vampires are incredibly powerful and the new vampires are not. Um, but if you were the child of a really old one... Then you have, like, a direct... Then you'd have, then you'd have more power, yeah. yeah. Right. 
Um, so what it ends up culminating in is you going to the warehouse, blowing it up. Um, you encounter uh, Beckett, who is like a, a vampire historian. No. Also, Team Gangrel. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I thought he was a werewolf. Yeah, at I thought first. he was right. yeah. okay, That's a little sense. bit confusing, but yeah. He's, <laughs> a, he's like a vampire historian. I think he is an actual uh, character like from the pen and papers oh, uh, okay. game or... And as, as far as that, he is... And also the Thin Bloods, a lot of the Thin Bloods came out. They're actually a creation of the Sabbat. So the Sabbat would take and they would just vampirize a bunch of randos. And then all of them would bleed into a chalice and make them drink out of the chalice. So it was a whole unknown, unborn, not enough blood perhaps to get. So you don't have a legit sire that way. Yeah, exactly. That way. Exactly. That's interesting. Hmm. Um, In the second uh, second area that you go to, um, you are downtown. yeah downtown. You're summoned to meet with the prince himself, um, who kind of sets you on the task of finding this mysterious uh, ancient sarcophagus. Wait, non-stop question. Santa Monica is where we started. Yes. Where is downtown? Downtown what? Santa Monica. Okay. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Because one of it is like 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 the beachside area, right? And then, well, I think Los Angeles is one of the other. I don't know. I'm oh, making things Hollywood up. is one Hollywood of them. Is one yeah. Chinatown. Yeah, I don't know enough about. Kind of All right. Yeah, <laughs> we don't know geography. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the prince tasks you with um, finding this sarcophagus because he thinks that it possibly could uh, house an ancient and powerful. Uh, vampire. Um, so you you go to the ship um, and find out that it's been stolen. You kind of spend the rest of the game uh, kind of meeting with different factions, uh, but also like on the tail of the sarcophagus. Uh, mm-hmm. And on that level too, you're also, you also kind of find out that like the prince of the Camarilla, maybe he's a little too young yeah. to be in the position of power that he's in. Like, maybe he ate a sire. Like, you don't really know, but, like, he is a little off. Like, then that I would say this is where it all starts to get into the intrigue. Yeah, there is a lot of, like, sort of background uh, manipulation that's going on. Um, you can also, I think you have to run across the, the Anarchs at this point, um, who will tell you, you know, about how bad the camera is and... Uh, so the Anarchs, the Anarchs, the Tremere, and Camarilla, the Tremere are a member of the Camarilla, but the Tremere are the ones that have the whole gargoyle situation. They're the magic yeah. blood, mm-hmm. blood, you know, casters. Um, and while they're technically Camarilla, they have their own, you know, yeah, they're, of, they're more um, enclave. insular than mm-hmm. the rest of the groups. Um, now. I'm gonna let you finish, but just remind me, who was our cab driver? Oh, was that well, significant? It, yeah. it, it, oh, it, I it is. Sorry. It's not really. It's, what's his name? We don't tell us till the end. But what's his name in the beginning? Or is he just our cab he's driver? He's just cab driver. Is he the same guy that uh, gave us our 
showing us the ropes interview? No. No, that's okay. That's yeah. Smiling yeah. Jack. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Who's okay. also a character from the... Uh, um, but Smiling Jack is the anarchist at the club. Uh, the yeah. anarchist part? Yes. Okay. Okay. All right, sorry, continue. Um... <laughs> So you have to um, kind of chase down a lot of different leads. I feel like I never got to actually work with or for Nines Rodriguez. No, you don't really. No. That fucking sucks. I don't like that. Sorry right? for who? Nines. Nines. Who? Like he always just blows you off. The, the leader of the Anarchs. Because I tried on my oh, second. No, 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 no. You can go. You can go um, work for him. Oh, maybe he just sends you to run bitch missions for yeah. his people, huh? No, he doesn't even do that. He just says you can. The way that you can help us is by being an insider, essentially, with the prince. Oh, right. yeah, yeah. Um, and then you know, there's the whole werewolf thing that happens, and then that's it. Yeah. Well, he does that. He tells you to go and work for a couple of the anarchs, and you run the anarch missions. Right. Um. What about when you're at the rail yards? Near the beginning? That's before you even meet him. Yeah, no, 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 no. What? Yeah, what were we talking about? Well, the beginning. You mean him, right? He's the one that speaks up for you, right? Right. So yeah, he saves your life twice. Yeah. yeah. So the rail yards is like the last thing you do in the first chapter yeah. before you move to the second yeah. part of the city. Mm-hmm. And when you move to the second part of the city... We end up meeting him at the Xanarch Club. Well, mm-hmm. before that, a group of guys attacks you and he saves you. Oh. Yeah. I totally even forgot about like, that. Like, right as you step out oh, of the taxi, that's some right. guys... You get clubbed. Yeah. <laughs> pretty comically, actually. Right. But yeah, then you find him at the at, at the Anarch Hangout, and he kind of just has no time for you. Yeah. Wait, no. wait, so I don't recall ever getting clubbed after... It's a cutscene. Yeah. Yeah, no, 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 I know. Oh. I don't ever recall that situation happening. I recall that he and I end up getting out of the rail yards, and I ride with him. What? Really? Like, in this playthrough? Or just in the past? Uh... And yeah, this playthrough and yeah, yeah. so okay. How did the rail yards end up for you guys? What happened in the rail yards? You blow it up. Yeah. Sabat show up to chase you down, and then you bump into Beckett. Yeah. And he talks to you and then leaves, and then you go back to talk to um, Bertram maybe, maybe or Therese. Maybe. Oh, so Beckett sends you back. So it sends you back to the first town or uh, he just kind of checks in. He doesn't really send you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah um, he introduces himself. He gives you a little like, oh, funny meeting you here. Yeah. Oh, so like, cause like I remember meeting him there, and he's all vampire or wolf mode. Yes. He goes wolf mode, goes, and then I finished it. I blew the shit up. Yeah. Like everybody was dead. Yeah. And I didn't have to escape from anyone. Like everyone was just dead. The Sabat don't show up and chase you out of the. Rail yards? Yeah, like you keep getting attacked by the guys that are in beast mode, kind of. Did you get all the way to the building? Did you get through the building without anyone seeing you? No. Oh, if you get through the building without anyone seeing you, you just blow the building up. Uh At the very end, there's like maybe two people who come out and you shoot them before they can get to the door. Hmm. And then you get out and you ride with him. Oh, interesting. With nines? Nines is my cab driver, yeah? No, no, Nines, Nines the other guy. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I may be misremembering this, but... <laughs> I don't recall the beatdown. Huh. 
Well, but then again, yeah, if you ran through that really artery without getting caught by anyone, then maybe that's different. Like, Fun fact, when you go to investigate the serial killer murders on the pier, mm -hmm. you can see a wolf, like, run by, Ooh. up top. Hey, yeah, if you get by there, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, which is probably Beckett. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Um, so one of the things you have to do is uh, follow up with the Malkavian primogen, who's kind of gone missing um, at his mansion. Uh, you get there and it turns out he's dead. No. Um, he's been killed. And specifically on the way out, um, you see Nines leaving. Um, so... What? I don't, I don't, this, I don't remember either. this part here. What? Okay, go on. Describe this a little more in detail. Uh, you have to... It's... I don't know. It's like a Alice in Wonderland level. Um, Alice in Grout? <laughs> his name. Yeah. Um, in, in Grout's house, you have to... As you're going in, Nines is leaving... And I think you try to talk to him and he doesn't say anything. He's like really awkward and stilted. Yeah. Almost as like, if he's not listening to you. Almost like he's an NPC. Huh. I don't know that I encountered that. Huh. Really? Huh. Was it because he's like, did you sneak in or something? No, no. it's a cutscene. Oh. It's not like a... Oh. Uh, were you skipping cutscenes? I know. <laughs> I'm curious. All right. Well, go oh, on. Because it, it, it lays the groundwork for I want to pull my prince, phone out to see this. The prince uh, calling the blood hunt for him later on in the game. Hmm. And the Anarchs turn on you, at least temporarily, yeah, because you told the Camarilla yeah. what's been happening. Oh. Um, that you saw nines there. Right. Um, you go to Hollywood on the trail of the sarcophagus um, and end up doing some missions for... Uh, Isaac Abrams, who's the leader there, mm -hmm. um, which mostly involve uh, like a Sabbat group that is set up um, making snuff films. Yeah. Oh yeah, that uh, one was super cool. <laughs> um, um, and involves a uh, antediluvian yeah. dude with a big head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, so I actually... I don't know that I can fully say this. I'm trying to Google that cutscene. Um, but I do remember if you're saying that the snuff film thing came after it, mm -hmm. there's definitely a way to skip it because I couldn't figure out how I got that far <laughs> and had it stumbled across that one. Oh. Huh. That's weird. How would I Google this on a cutscene? <laughs> um, so after you take care of that, um, you... You are, let's see, where does the sarcophagus end up being? Is it the Sabbat that end up having it? Well, it depends if you decided to destroy it, fake destroy it, or let it go. N no, you yeah, before so the you, ending. So you, you, you go down to the, the Warrens, talk to the Nosferatu. Right. And at that point, you've already been to Hollywood. Yes. So Chinatown. Yeah. And then you get abducted and put through those tests. Yeah. Um... I think it's the Sabbat that end up having it in their I think hideout. in Chinatown? No, I think it's back in downtown. Because you, you have to take that like weird oh, uh, the tower car thing. Yeah, the... yeah, yeah. Okay, so it turns out that the Sabbat have had it this whole time. They've <laughs> been in downtown this whole time. Like two it's... blocks away from it's fine. the you from could, fucking Yeah, you could, have, you could have gotten building. it like, okay. you know, ten hours of gameplay ago. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> so you go back there, grab the coffin, give it to 
the prince, and he's like, oh, this is super great. Oh, but turns out it needs a key. Of course. Um, uh, Ming, Ming Zhao. Is this really where the game starts to fall for me? Yeah. As yeah. far as the narrative. Yeah. This, you know, becomes apparent that production was rushed, and it becomes way more combat-focused yeah. than narrative-focused and role-playing. Uh, Ming Zhao, uh, who is the, the leader of Chinatown, um, and is like a not vampire vampire. She's like a. Oh, yeah, she's very snooty. Asian. She's Saluvian? Oh, excuse me. Hmm. She has the key, um, so. And that kind of sets up the, uh, the end game encounters. Um, you can decide through your conversation with the cab driver, um, basically what ending you're getting. Um, Just like from a list. Yeah. Essentially. But like a dialogue like, like list. Through like a dialogue tree. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. I mean, like, the, the questions that he asks and the way that you answer them feel like they're tooled in one direction or another, but it is kind of vague. Um, so... You can either choose it in pretty much every situation, except for when you're uh, siding with Xiaoming, Ming Zhao. Um, uh, you have to kill her to get to the key, which she has. Um, and can you, you side with her at yeah. the end game? Yep. Does she show up at the Venture Tower? Yes. That's dope. So. Uh, I think this goes to the level of it has multiple different endings. Yeah, it has, uh, like and seven or eight. Huh. Because, yeah. uh, I never got a chance to hang out or speak with her at an ending. Uh, there is an ending in which, uh, her and the leader of the Anarchs, uh, I'm sorry, not her, but, uh, where the Camarilla and the Anarchs comes and speaks. Uh... And then, because the one I always, like, played, like, ultimately, like, they ended up cutting out one of, well, one of the three ones. But it was, if I told him that I'd found the casket, or if I didn't, and then there was this option of, hey, having the cab driver throw the coffin in the back of the car. I don't remember That's that an option, too? Option but I might be semi-off on that, but yeah, it, something close. Anyways. Huh. So, so the endings that I saw when I was looking around on YouTube is uh, side with the Anarchs, open the casket. Uh, side with the Anarchs, don't open the casket. Side with Camarilla, open. Side with Camarilla, don't open. And then side with uh, the... Oh, oh, there's, there's a neutral. There's a neutral one where you don't side with anyone and you drive off. Oh. Huh. I sided with Morpheus. Yeah. And they replaced LaCroix, the prince... With like somebody else. Oh. Oh. Yeah. 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 Like that's what I was wondering. Like it's like yeah. There's, and I think that mine might have played out more at that level that we mm. replaced. But I mean, like, it was neither Anarchs or Camarilla. Really. It was a replacement of one of them. Hmm. Huh. But basically, the way that the story wraps up in almost all of the endings um, is that actually, in fact, Jack somehow. Opens the casket already. Big spoiler, it. big spoiler, <laughs> big spoiler. We're talking about the story at this point. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Um, That's what I'm saying for last. Filled it with C4, and oh. either you blow up, LaCroix blows up, or whoever. Both of you. Yeah, both of you. Yeah. Or you even you. you get out of Dodge. Right. Wait, what was in the casket then? 
Assyrian yeah a really old Assyrian king and it, it cuts to like Jack sitting on the hilltop having a beer with her having a beer with like this skeleton <laughs> remains like, of this vampire in a, in a oh, oh yeah no, so there's another way you can do it where it's you and Jack at the end really yeah I there's another way you can do it it's you and Jack at the end and basically you kind of find out that Jack is Kane no it's, it's, it's not, not Jack necessary that it's Jack oh, Jack's uh, not Kane oh my limo driver whoever yeah, my fucking driver car drivers oh, yeah there's yeah. one where you end up with like with the car driver like shit's going to hell <laughs> and there's two different ways because I saved it before I went into the tower yeah so that I could reset it and play both ways and one of them you ride out of dodge and one of them you don't yeah yeah, it's revealed that the cab driver has been driving around the whole time has been Kane, yeah. the great-great-great-grandfather uh, uh-huh. of all vampires. Right. Um, the only major different one that I watched was the one where you cited the Asian vampires, and in that one, um, they double-cross you um, and tie you to the the coffin and sink you in the ocean. I was going to ask, because like, I didn't know if you could ever actually side with them, because every time I tried to, I just ended up... Yeah, again, not, like, I don't know if the, uh, the exact, like, dialogue chain that you have to go through to get that, but, yeah. But that's about the game. Huh. I mean, it, you know, they're 